This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1133, My Failed Attempt to Understand Dollar Cost Averaging, by Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host, and this is where I read to you from some of the very best blogs on personal finance. I'm here doing that every single day, including weekends and holidays. For now, let's get right to it as we continue optimizing your life. My Failed Attempt to Understand Dollar Cost Averaging by Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com Are you into dollar cost averaging? Chances are you may already be doing it, especially if you contribute regularly to a retirement account at your workplace. In this post, I'll attempt to tackle this basic tenet of investing. I'm not a pro at this material, but I've researched it, and hopefully I can give you some everyman perspective. Dollar cost averaging is the act of investing your money on a set schedule with a fixed amount or percentage, regardless of market conditions. For instance, you decide that you're going to invest in a stock, mutual fund, or other investment each month with a contribution of $100 until you reach some goal or predetermined date. Using this method, your $100 buys more or less depending on the current value of your investment. The way I see it, it's not so much an intentional strategy as it is a resulting strategy. Most people don't intend to participate in this strategy. They don't seek it out, per se. They just start investing, and it's what naturally happens. If dollar cost averaging sounds a lot like what you already do with your company 401k, you would be right. Most people already take part in this strategy, although some choose to call it regular contributions. It aligns perfectly with the goals of the long-term buy-and-hold investor who is only able to invest a certain amount each month. In contrast, does dollar cost averaging make sense for a person with a lump sum of $10,000 sitting around? I'm not so sure that it does. If you have $10,000 sitting in a bank account that you want to invest, you should just go invest it now, right? If you are buying into a single stock and you have no idea about the true value of the stock, then it might be wise to hedge your bets and spread out your purchases. However, if you are buying into a diverse set of investments with your $10,000, like every wise buy-and-hold investor should do, then you are already reducing much of your risk, right? I'm not so sure about this part, but it seems logical. One thing is for sure, most people don't have $10,000 lying around to have to make this choice. As I said earlier, most people participate in this strategy just because. Still, let's look at the benefits. What I like about dollar cost averaging. One, it fits into most financial lifestyles. Most people earn money on a periodic basis through employment. It's natural to take a portion of these earnings and invest them for the future. Most successful investors will even apply some type of automation to this process to be sure it gets done. Also, most people aren't sophisticated enough to guess when the market will rise and fall. Last time I checked, not too many people can get that right over the long haul. So this strategy makes a lot of sense for your average investor who just wants a solid return with little risk over the long term. Two, it takes the emotion out of your investing. Investing in U.S. companies via the stock market is not without its risks. The market is constantly moving, and even if your investments are well diversified, the market as a whole can see huge ups and downs from time to time. By investing on a schedule, you are intentionally ignoring day-to-day market prices and putting trust into the idea that over time, a long time, a diversified portfolio will win more than it loses. The person investing with this strategy doesn't panic when he or she sees a down market, they just enjoy the fact that they can now buy more with their money. 
Note, it could be argued that those first two points are really just benefits of buy-and-hold investing. The real, supposed benefit to dollar cost averaging comes from reduced risk. Here's where I start talking out of my a little bit. Three, reduces the risk that you'll pay too much for investments. I would argue that if we're talking about a single investment made by a short-term investor, less than five years, then dollar cost averaging over a one or two year period reduces the risk that you'll buy too high. However, you and I aren't into single investments for the short term. Many studies have shown that dollar cost averaging doesn't reduce risk for the typical investor. Does dollar cost averaging mean a better return on your investment? No, but it does mean you'll be paying less than the average price for your shares across a set period of time. One thing for sure is that dollar cost averaging doesn't beat lump sum investing in the long haul. The market rises over the long haul. Because of this, if you are a long-term investor, it's better to get your money into the market as quickly as possible. How to start your own dollar cost averaging strategy. Like I said earlier, most of you guys are already on this train, but if you aren't and want to get started, here's what you do. One, get a job with a 401k and or open up a brokerage account, retirement or taxable. Two, pick a diversified set of investments based on your risk tolerance and timeline. Three, start automatically investing in those investments each month. And four, don't stop till you reach your savings or retirement goals. You just listened to the post titled My Failed Attempt to Understand Dollar Cost Averaging by Philip Taylor of ptmoney.com. And this episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Oats have been a staple of my breakfast menu for a while, but I also enjoy switching it up with cereals to satisfy my sweet tooth. Enter Magic Spoon, the world's first low-carb, high-protein cereal that contains zero grams of sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And they come in cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry flavors. My favorite was fruity, perfect first thing in the morning. And the best part is, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Go to magicspoon.com OFD to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code OFD at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com OFD and use the code OFD for free shipping. I have that linked in this episode's description and we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And also thank you to Philip Taylor of PT Money. Besides PT Money, he's also the creator of FinCon, the big personal finance conference that I've been to along with Justin and Lee on our team for the last couple of years. And so far, even with the coronavirus issue, it looks like the conference is still planned. It's scheduled for September 30th through October 3rd of this year, 2020, and that is in Long Beach, California. If you're interested, maybe the best thing to do would be to jump on his mailing list so you can be kept up to date about the conference and possibly see some of our team there too. Uh, We always enjoy meeting with listeners of the show and hoping that the world will be in a better place by then. Okay, that's gonna do it for me today. Hope you have a happy rest of your day and I'll see you back here for the Friday show tomorrow. That's where your optimal life awaits.